Hi, before we get started on the podcast today, I want to let you know that there's a virtual Listen to My Life group starting September 10th that you can join in on. It is a fantastic experience. You'll be led through by myself, Sharon Swing, along with co-author Sybil Towner and our Director of Facilitator Development, Joan Kelly. And you'll be joined by people from all over the country or all over the world, um, going through Listen to My Life together. You'll find out more information at onelifemaps.com. That's O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S.com. We're also doing another facilitator certification workshop in the Chicago area in mid-November. You'll find out more information on the website at onelifemaps.com as well. We sure hope you'll join us. It's a fantastic experience. Now, here's the podcast for today. Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. Greetings, this is Sharon Swing. I am so glad to have with me today Joan Kelly. Hi, everybody. And Linda Hainer. Hi. Oh, you know Joan Kelly because she's the Director of Facilitator Development from One Life Maps, as well as Co-Director of Sacred Mm-hmm. Uh, so solitude retreats. Thank you. And teacher extraordinaire, awesome friend, Linda. Oh my goodness. Linda is the director of Abiding Hope Ministries, and she does a lot of different kinds of things. One of which, in a previous episode, we talked about is working with Listen to My Life with women in prison. And, um, but Linda has some interesting experiences, uh, in a lot of different settings, leading people into spiritual practices. And today we're here to talk to Linda specifically about entering the story, entering the scripture stories, entering stories of Jesus, entering stories of the Bible and, um, helping us use our imaginations to be able to experience God in some ways that may seem a little bit out of the box uh, for some people. So um, I think this story uh, that we want to highlight first out of, out of this experience starts with a facilitator gathering we did with Listen to My Life facilitators. Um, and we had a little bit of time, it sounds like, that really ushered or set up some experiences for Linda. So tell us a little bit about what was happening at the time when we were going through this facilitator gathering and we were talking through the relational soul, the book, The Relational Soul. Okay. So in that, we're talking about um, how we can feel... How how we perceive things in our childhood, whether we felt like we were supported and nurtured and loved. I remember there were four quadrants. Attachment theories, I think yes, we were talking yes, about, right? That's what it was. And, and so all of those were presented. And then we were given some time to be alone with God and just reflect on the morning of what had happened. And so I remember going out under a willow tree to sit And then I remembered that when I was a kid, there was a willow tree in my backyard. And um, as I sat there, I just had this, just a sense of emptiness. Like there, there wasn't a lot of emotional support or encouragement when I was growing up. And I felt extremely sad 
I was crying about that. And I just remember praying, Jesus, help me. I, you know, like, I know, I know this is here. Help me. I don't know what to do with it. And the next thing, I, I saw this picture, and there was a round table. It was black with three black chairs, like, like you'd have outdoors. And the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were sitting around it. And they were talking about designing me. Now, so I'm watching this and they're talking about, oh, let's give her this color hair and, oh, and a love for music and um, being outside in nature and all the things that, um, you know, and this hair color and eyes and, um, you know, and I'm like watching this. And, and what I couldn't get over was they were so excited I mean, they were just, oh, this is going to be so much fun. Like, like this was the best thing they had ever done. Um, and, and, so, and, then, and then it switched to a different picture, and it was when I was born. And here they are, the Father, Son, and the Spirit are the ones that are receiving me. And one is holding me and saying, oh, I'm so glad you're here. We've been waiting so long for you to come. Then they pass me around, and then the next one would tap the other one on the shoulder and say, you know, it's my turn. The Holy Spirit saying, we are going to have so much fun together. And just on and on, their joy and delight in me as a person being created and and their welcome, it changed me. And so then later on in the, and they kept saying, we're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. So at the end of that workshop, we had, uh, we got to pick two stones, something we're going to leave behind and something we're going to take with us. So I picked the ugliest stone I could pick out of the basket. I knew that one was going in the creek near the willow tree of all this old stuff. And on the other one, I picked a little stone that could kind of sit up like one you'd have in your garden. And on one side, it says, welcome, Linda. And on the other side, it says, so glad you're here. Mm -hmm. And it's got FSS, Father, Son, and Spirit, signed it. <laughs> and it sits on my dresser. And uh, so the, the welcome that I received from him changed me. What an amazingly beautiful story. <laughs> uh, that is one of my favorite stories. When I think, I mean, Linda, we live far away from each other, but when I think of your name, that story comes to mind. And I haven't heard it since that first day you kind of told it. And so I, it's like this sweet gift yes. to see even your, the excitement on your face <laughs> as you tell that story. Yeah. Like what? What was going through your head after that experience? Like what was what was the feeling? What was the emotion behind that? Like I could I could hardly believe it. Like really, wow. Um, just like astonishment. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I I think about you talked about a void mm -hmm. earlier in the mm -hmm. story and like how God mm -hmm. met you specifically, very personally. Yes. The Trinity met you. <laughs> yes. And filled that void. And I remember after that, I went and found Sybil. Uh-huh. I said, Sybil, I got to tell you the story. I got to tell you what happened. It's like I had to talk to somebody about it. And then she asked if I would be willing to share it with the right. group later on. And I thought, sure, okay. 
But again, I'm now looking back, I'm realizing how important it was that I shared that story soon after. Mm-hmm. That that it just wasn't something that I knew about, you know, because later on I could question it or something. But no, I I was there. I told her. I told these people mm-hmm. about it, and it's real. Yeah, I mean, because those kinds of experiences we can talk ourselves out of. Have you ever had those conversations mm-hmm. after something very profound happens? It's almost yes. like, no. Yes. No. And then you go, wait a minute. Yeah, it, it really did. So, yes, and I think someone else. I think that's a reason why when I, um, you know, use some of these practices and, and entering the story experiences with other people, I always allow a time at the end where there's some sharing that can happen. Uh-huh. So that people can speak about it, and and it, it's like it solidifies it, solidifies it, it in yeah. a way. I hadn't consciously thought about that, but right. I, I mean, it's it's, but it's also part of the gift because we may not have an experience of our own that particular day that knocks our socks off, but yet, even just hearing you tell that story just now. Um, I saw the joy in you, and and it's it's almost I I, I got something off the afterglow of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mm-hmm. I got to absorb some of the joy, and um, and the tenderness of it of it all. So, in that experience, what did you notice about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? That it was a delight for them to design me. And, you know, it's like they, they had a plan in mind. They, they knew what they wanted. And then they could hardly wait for me to arrive. And yet they waited. I mean, they waited a long time <laughs> for me to show up on the scene. An eternity scope. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and just their eagerness to be with me. They're welcoming me into this world. Um, it's just phenomenal. I love them passing you around, like you would pass a baby around yes. at a baby shower after yeah. they've arrived. My turn, my turn. No, I want to hold her. And and um, <laughs> says the Holy Spirit. <laughs> there was there was a kind of playfulness about it all. You know, they they weren't serious. They were just having so much fun with me. And yeah, because their yeah. character. The things you notice about their character, that they were having fun. They were very joyful. They were creative. Yeah. And I'll just... are These pictures of God are not exactly um, what the faces of the paintings in the church I grew up look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and in all of that, they saw you and yes. they knew you and... It gave them great delight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, talk about an outpouring of love. It was like a waterfall. Mm. It's so beautiful and so tender. And the, these, these truths are reflected in Scripture. So take us back to the Scripture that, and, and just go ahead and read it straight out, that that responds to this Psalm 139, the Psalm 139 piece, piece that feels to fit with that that you said okay. was significant to you. Yeah. Since Psalm 139 
starting at verse 13. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Mm. Like, how could you read that scripture without thinking of this story? (laughs) Can't do it. Okay. So tell us a little bit about how you help other people enter scripture and enter Mm. stories about Jesus. Well, most of the time, we'll read and discuss a specific story. For instance, um, the story of Jesus and the woman who was bleeding. We'll talk about that and what it was like for the woman, a little about her culture, to, so to fully understand the story itself. And then we might notice, you know, how, how might that woman be feeling at this time? Um, or what do you notice about Jesus in this story? Or is there something that surprises you about him in this? And then after we've talked about it and discussed it, then we'll go into uh, a meditation of entering into the story. Um, So it might be in entering a story that, um, well, and then we just talk about the gift that God has given us in our imaginations. I mean, we think in pictures. That's that's how we communicate with one another. We don't think in words. We see pictures or images. And so when we're hearing stories, we picture them. And so if we can do that with Scripture as well, and just, it's like you you step right into the story. So you're there in that time and place that it happened, and then you see what God might be doing. So you might enter the story of, of the bleeding woman as somebody in the crowd. You might enter the bleeding story woman story as the bleeding woman. We don't know. You know, we don't assign parts. It's just step into the story and see where you find yourself and see what God does in the midst of that. Um, so sometimes I have a, a, a specific meditation that kind of walks us through it. Um, and other times it's just like, okay, now let's enter this story and see what God wants to do. Hmm. So what kinds of things have you noticed happens for other people as you set up the scripture that way for them? Well, there are they're often surprised at where they find themselves in the story and and what that tells them about themselves. Um, 
so for instance, um, recently, uh, in a in a group at prison, we I read them the story about the raising Jesus raising the son of the widow at Nain. It's only about three or four verses, and just after we read it, talked about it a little bit, I said, "Now just we'll enter the story and just pick who you think who who are you feeling drawn toward? Which character?" And at the end of of reading through it slowly. And just pausing, having some quiet space afterwards, I asked each one, which, which character did you connect with? Four, four connected with the dead man. One with the disciple. One was a pallbearer. One was the mother. So already we're seeing God is speaking to this group in many different ways. And then I know from doing this many times, even though four people identified as the dead person, it's not the same message for each of them of however God is working with them. Um, and uh, so the things that they shared about, I was, I, I was dead to God, I didn't know him, and now he's given me life, or I was dead in addiction, and now God has, is restoring me. Um, so, I mean, when, when we do this, I'm surprised. I never know how God's going to be speaking to them, but there's something very important about the speaking about it afterwards. That it's like, this, this is real. I did hear this. And, and in that particular case, we hadn't planned to share that story. And when I told them that at the end, that, that wasn't in our plan for the day, but we just were able to do it. Then they were more amazed at how God was working in the midst of that. So some people might might question, well, the people are just making stuff up in their own minds in this way. How do you help people to come to the realization that God might be at work in the midst of that? I think I think over time, realizing... God is the one who gives us the gift of imagination. And so if we're, if we're coming to this time, kind of, God, I give you my imagination. However you want to work, however you want to speak to me, I just open myself to you. And then we just learn over time to be still and listen. And I think sometimes he takes us to places we wouldn't have dreamed of or thought of. And then you're yeah. like, okay, yeah. that really was God speaking to me. Yeah. Like in my earlier story. Yeah. Like you wouldn't have. the and, and his responses again are always so kind. Mm -hmm. He's much kinder than I am toward me or all around. Mm. And He's so it's like to you than you are to yourself. This is you, yeah. This is you, God. You're speaking. Yeah. I think I think some of those kinds of experiences um, that I've had, I I'm always so absolutely delighted to find out how winsome Jesus is, mm -hmm. how winsome the Trinity is. You know, just um, 
unbelievably inviting and um, welcoming. Like like you said, that that particular word sticks out to me uh, from your story. You know, welcome, Linda. Uh-huh. It just um, there's a there's a a piece of just this. Well, why wouldn't you want to be with Jesus if he's like this? <laughs> <laughs> kind of a thing yeah. that happens in the midst of it. Yeah, it just expands who we think he is and what he's like. You know, we kind of get our own picture of what God is like. And how he uniquely loves each one of us. Mm-hmm. I think when you were telling the story, you said something like, um, it was as if I was the only one he was creating yeah. or something. I don't know what you said, but it yeah. made me think of that phrase, like, well, yeah, Linda, he, you are the only one he created that way, you know? <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, one of the stories that, that came to mind for me was uh, I grew up going to church and I was baptized as an infant, but um, I, I always say I didn't, I didn't cross a line of faith or give my life to God. I, I, I hurled it at him, um, said, please take this, do something with it. I'm clearly <laughs> not qualified to do so myself. And... Uh, I was at a, a weekend retreat, and they were doing baptisms in the lake. And every person that was getting baptized would stand up and, and tell a little bit of their story and what had happened uh, with them that led them to this point of wanting to be baptized. And I, I had been baptized. I'm sitting on the shore in the sand, listening to all of these other stories, one after another of these dramatic redemption stories in many cases, you know, um, you know, getting snatched out of, out of, uh, a life of, of, of drugs and somebody else that had just been miraculously saved in, in some perilous circumstances, uh, physically and all these different kinds of things. It was just story after story after story. And I'm sitting there crying as I, and laughing as I'm, as I'm listening to all of these stories of people, because I thought I, I, and my, my comment to God was, and I thought my story was hard enough that I was your full-time job. <laughs> and this ridiculous idea that, that I was, that I was somehow, keeping him so occupied that he didn't have time for anybody else. And in my own laughter in the midst of that, just having my picture of who God is just continually expanded with every new story and dramatic, very personal intervention. And that God is so personal with, with me but also with you and with Joan and with, you know, anybody we meet, that this is, that God makes himself accessible to us. And I think that's part of the problem is that we don't think that God is as accessible as he is sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking too, as you shared earlier, Linda, that the importance of even in, in the way you did the practice of sharing out loud like that is helping whoever you're with, whether in, you know, a small group or, or at a group that you're leading at the prison, it's, it's showing them that God meets us uniquely in his word. It's living and active. And so when I hear that, like, oh, look at that. He met Sharon that way. He met Linda mm-hmm. that way. Oh, he's meeting me this way today. He didn't mm-hmm. meet me that way last time I was at with this passage. 
So I, I just, I, I think that's really cool. So this particular topic may be an interesting stretch for some people. Um, so either one of you, would you have any words of wisdom or commentary on people that might be skeptical about this way of entering scripture? Because maybe it's very new to them. Um, something I think that's that's helpful is to realize that we we have the present moment. This is this is where we live. This is where we connect with people. This is where we connect with God. And so when we when we enter His story, we may think, "Well, that was two thousand years ago," but we're entering it who we are now. And then he's he's doing his work. And so really the only place where we also connect with God is in the present moment, whatever whatever that setting might be. And this is just one of mm-hmm. many ways to connect. Right. And I mean, we're, we're the ones that have a timeline and God mm-hmm. is quite eternal um, outside of that, that piece. I think I would just say to someone with with this practice or with another practice where they're feeling awkward is, you know, give it another chance. They are called, I like to call them spiritual practices because we need to practice, you know. And I will quite often say, like, you know, you've been to a fifth grade band concert. It's not always so pretty, mm-hmm. right? Because <laughs> they need more practice. Uh and so I, I think, you know, give it a chance, you know, come at it, you know, another day and see what happens. Have a conversation with somebody, you know, a trusted friend or mentor or spiritual director or coach. And yeah, But I think the entry questions of what character are you in this mm-hmm. story or uh, curious questions of, of, of God, okay, here's this passage of scripture in Psalm 139, um, is that true of me? Would you tell me the story of when you made me um, and see what happens? And it, it, sometimes it's a matter of getting ourselves out of the way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the start of a, of a curious question and then getting ourselves out of the way um, to be able to be open, to open ourselves up enough to be able to experience something and to be able to discern the difference between um, God's voice and our own. And sometimes we're so much harder on ourselves than God is on us ever. And it is a, um, if, if God's loving response and interaction with you, um, that would be one of the bellwether pieces for me. Anything else comes to mind for you? Um, it's, it's approaching this time with an open heart, like, not an expectation of how God's going to act or, or what's going to happen. is just being present and see what he might say. So being expectant. No expectations, yes. but being expectant. Yes. Yes, and, and th- that sometimes nothing happens. Yeah, and being okay. Like I, I would just say, well, then just rest and, and mm-hmm. rest in the Word. Yeah, rest, rest in, the, in, in, a, in what the Word is saying to mm-hmm. you. And that's enough. Because he's working in that as well. So when you said nothing happens, nothing that we're seeing is happening. Because any time when we're in his word and in his presence, he's at work. And 
sometimes sometimes it's that that I read a piece of scripture and it's and it's not striking me as anything supernatural or terribly interesting at the time, but there's some connection to what is coming later that day. Mm-hmm. It's like he's planting a seed. I like to think about he's planting a seed now that I'm not going to see flourish till a day later, a week later, a month right. later. And I, so I can continue to sit in expectancy. I just had an email exchange with a friend of ours um, who who said, I'm, I'm so grateful that God gave me a relationship with you all. Speaking of the listen to my life crowd, um, just in time before I knew I needed it, hmm. you know, that there was, there was some pre-work <laughs> that God was doing for something that was coming and uh, that would help sustain her uh, later on in hmm. the midst of all this. So um, we're going to invite Linda to do a kind of a guided meditation recording for us. Um, and we're going to put that up on our Patreon site, which is uh, Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash one life maps. That's O-N-E-L-A-F-E-M-A-P-S. And at Patreon, um, every week we put up a new audio meditation uh, for people to be able to um, to listen in some way, because it's a different way of entering into these spiritual practices we often talk about. So they're audio meditations, and um, for and, and basically we we do this as a as a thank you gift um, when you support um, the ministry of One Life Maps with a five dollar a month. Uh, donation or more. We really appreciate the support so much. And um, so we're going to put up an audio meditation of Linda doing one of these for us. And I hope that is a huge gift for you. Um, So for now, we're going to sign off. And just, I I just pray for you um, that you would put yourself in a place where God can do this kind of, have this kind of experience with you, because I think there's some things that, um, that the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, that FSS <laughs> would love to share with you and love to tell you about his delight and his love for you. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's been good to be with. It's just, it, it wants, it makes me want to go just dive back into Psalm 139 and see what's there. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Linda. Good to be here. Joan, thanks again. Yeah, great to be here. Okay, we're signing off, everybody. Oh, by the way, um, we're going to do another uh, virtual Listen to My Life group starting September 10th, 2019. And in uh, right before Thanksgiving, we're going to do another uh, facilitator certification workshop um, in the Chicago area. So you can find out more about those on the website too. Uh, once again, patreon.com if you want to choose to support us. And uh, we would love to have you tune in again next time. Many blessings, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Have you thought, I don't know myself anymore? Have you wondered, is there something more? Are you at a crossroads in life and asking, which way will lead me toward expressing more of who I am made to be? Are you looking for a way to understand the restlessness you feel inside? Are you seeking a deeper spiritual life and desire to rediscover who you are through God's eyes? If you've wondered any of these things before, you're ready for the life mapping experience of Listen to My Life. Go to onelifemaps.com to purchase your portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, 
live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S dot com.